It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. It's Friday night. We did it. It's Carcon Carne, still in quarantine. This is episode 450 of Carcon Carne, which kind of blows my mind. Carcon Carne, sponsored by C&H Financial Services. C&H offers a variety of products, ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expenses tied to accepting credit cards. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. Joining me tonight, shrouded in darkness too, it looks, it looks kind of spooky and sinister uh, where you are. It, it is Renee. Renee is the... Right, just dropped. Oh, there he is. Uh, the founder of a cool space just west of uh, Western Avenue and North Avenue in Chicago, sixth, sixth dimension space and gallery, currently hosting the Meme Museum. And this is what really caught my eye. Next month, the Museum of Terror, supernatural haunts, creepypastas, and horror memes. You're launching a terror exhibit just in time for Halloween as the world is turning to pumpkin spice. This is what's going on at Sixth Dimension. I want to talk about that, but first explain what Sixth, sixth God, it's a hard word to say. Maybe you should have chosen <laughs> a different number, like Seventh, Eighth. Uh, what, tell me, yeah. tell me the, uh, what, what Sixth Dimension is. So Sixth Dimension, and that's funny because you said, why, why not seven or eight? Uh, sixth Dimension is kind of like where I researched that. It's like one of the, uh, when you get to the Sixth Dimension, you start getting into the world uh, possibilities of different worlds. And that kind of goes with what we do because we're going to do different type of pop-ups and themes and stuff like that. So I thought Sixth Dimension would be appropriate, you know, just to, just to make it sound kind of cool and, you know, go with that. But um, the space in general, like this whole business idea was not even, well, for one, it wasn't even like, um, it wasn't even intended to be what we were doing right now. Uh, we run like a print shop, me and my partner, and uh, we were doing it from our apartment because uh, I run another business, uh, which is for uh, like video marketing agency. And, um, and I started the second business, right? Like right when quarantine happened, I ordered all this equipment and started doing the print shop stuff. Um, and then my, my landlord saw that we were doing it there and he knew that, you know, we were just packed like sardines in our apartment with all the equipment he presses and like our printer and other stuff. And, um, he was like, Hey, by the way, there's an opportunity right now. Um, one of my tenants just moved out of the space. Uh, you know, she couldn't afford any more COVID hit and everything. So it was like, do you want to take over the space? I know you guys are over here printing and, you know, you guys need more space. So I was like, yeah, sure. And so he gave me a really great discount on the space. Like, you know, it's not full rent. So I was like, yeah, let me take this opportunity. And so I took it. And then I saw the next block, there's another print shop. And I'm like, you know, and I know that there's print shops like almost like, you know, every now and then here and there uh, because it's Chicago, it's a big city. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to open a regular print shop. Like, I want to do something unique. And that's always how I like to think. Like, I want to be out of the box. And so what is something that's going to get people in here when we're like nobody, we just started a print shop. We have no name to ourselves. Like what's going to get people to walk in here. And we have this big space because the space is like 4,000 square feet. So I was like, we have all this space. Like let's make use of it. Let's try to see if we can make use of it. And then that's when I started thinking of ideas and you know, it's just one thing led to another. And then all of a sudden I started thinking about memes because those are so relatable to everybody. 
And right now, everyone's just sharing a whole bunch of memes. And that's kind of like our way uh, of like kind of taking the negativity or like bad things that are happening or, you know, not all the time, but like, and we turn it like into like a positive moment or just make it funny. You know, that's a lot of memes are like that, you know, like bad things are happening. You just make it into a meme and then it's hilarious because you look back at it. like, Okay. Yeah, that's funny. So I was, yeah, let me do that. And then it just one thing led to another. And I just, as soon as I got the idea, I stuck with it and I went the whole way. And so then the meme museum opened, you know, and the funny thing is that we had like the plan was literally, I had the idea and I just started running ads right away without knowing how I'm going to set up the meme museum, like what's going to be in there, what type of memes, how am I going to get the memes, how am I going to get people in there if I just run an ad? And then as soon as like the first couple of days went by, uh, there was like news articles or like, oh, one second. Everything okay there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, sorry, it's because I'm the web app, I mean the, the phone app and a call was coming through, so I have to cancel it. Um, so, yeah, so I was doing that, and, um, and yeah, and, and then media started picking it up, like this local hey, Do 312 Chicago, I'm pretty yeah. sure you're familiar with it. They actually posted it on their um, their their newsletter and all that stuff, and all of a sudden I started seeing a surge, like even from our Facebook ads, we were getting a whole bunch of people just tagging people, like, hey, let's do this, it looks fun, and then Eventbrite, uh, you know, because we had it on Eventbrite, and the whole time, like, we are doing it for free, because one thing we, we wanted to do is, like, since we've never done this before, um, we're not familiar with events. We're not familiar with like, you know, exhibits and art and all that. So we're like, I want to do this for free because one, I don't know how good it's going to be. And two, you know, I don't, I want this. I want everybody to enjoy it. Like, I don't want to charge. I want everyone just to come in here, have a good time because this is what people deserve right now. And that's kind of how it went to be. And that's how I made the meme museum, you know, but it's again, since we're not in this type of business, it was really hard. Like two hours before the actual space opened, I was like up 48 hours and two hours before it opened, I was still, I was barely putting up memes on the walls. You know, how can it be a meme museum when there's no memes on the walls, you know? And I was literally like last minute backed up, like all that type of stuff, you know? So it was crazy, but you know, little by little people started like getting more and more um, uh, interested in in checking it out. And now we've supposedly like became kind of like a hit because now we have multiple articles, media articles, and recently now we've been getting a lot of uh, interview requests by like WGN News and mm-hmm. Univision and like other news outlets as well that want to do like interviews and live, actually live interviews with us in the morning. That's cool. And you're doing the Carquin Carney podcast, which clearly means you've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. That's why I definitely wanted to come in on, on here because, you know, and anybody that like, you know, finds out and wants to talk about it, I'm open to it, so. Right on. Well, the first question I would have to ask before we get into the specifics and all the fun stuff, as we are in this time of pandemic, going into that space as a spectator fan, what can I expect just in terms of like safety protocols and that kind of stuff? Because people, you hear museums like, oh, I don't want to walk in there. How do you address that? Right. So what we do is because we know a whole COVID thing and we have like the city ordinance plus, you know, the state law is mandatory. Um, what we're doing is like the way we're doing the tickets, even like for the Museum of Terror, same way is we're doing time slots. So we do like an hour and a half and we only allow up to 25 people at a time to be in there because, you know, we were looking at like, you know, what your capacity is. You have to uh, divide that in half. That's kind of how the city mandates right now. So that's what we did. And so, yeah, so now we limit the capacity to how many people go in and it's per time slot. You have to show up at the time that you reserve your, your free, you know, ticket for and you go in there. And, um, and that's kind of how we make sure that there's enough space for people to get like social distance 
plus we have hand sanitizer of course on there everyone has to wear their mask of course so yeah like all these other things the whole museum is like kind of like you don't really touch anything you kind of walk around and see and have a blast because there's a whole bunch of funny memes in there and i always hear people just like walking around and laughing like every single corner you know so um so yeah so it's kind of like one of those things where you know it's safe because you're in there you have some space to move around uh, we limit the amount of people and we have hand sanitizer available uh, face masks are required and yeah that's pretty much kind it. of like how we're, we're dealing with that and it sounds like for sure the meme museum uh, is made for instagram that is just you know yeah. make sure you, your batteries charged on your phone because you're going to be taking a million pictures yeah yeah so we try to do like little um spots or like like photo ops in there so we, we bought like a neon sign. We had a custom made, uh, this is fine dog, uh, like prop in there. By <laughs> who, the bench who doesn't and, love like, the, <laughs> who doesn't love the, this is fine dog. Yeah. I mean, as, as me yeah, that's, go, that's a lot. That is 2020 in a nutshell right there. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I thought that was fine. And then this is also something I want to put out there because it's something that's been coming uh, up. Like not, n- not a lot of people, but I see it every now and then. If people are saying like, Hey, is the creator of the, this is fine dog getting paid? And this and that, and I just want to address that here, just in case any viewers are also asking about that. Like again, the museum is free. Uh, this first museum that we're doing right now, like the Me Museum, we have not made any money off of it. We actually like spent money that we haven't recovered yet. And so, you know, and then the the dog is a replica, of course. We're not, it's not for sale. It's there just for your entertainment. So it's under fair copyright laws. So all that stuff again. That's why we always wanted to make it for free because we don't want to steal other artists' IP and stuff like that. But yeah, people enjoy it and being in there and taking pictures with the with the this is fine dog and all this stuff. And we have a mural in the front. I'm pretty sure you've seen it with that. I had a graffiti artist make a mural of all the memes and our, our name on it, and people love taking pictures on there too. That's awesome. All right, so let's jump ahead. October fifteenth, the Museum of Terror, because you, you got to do something around Halloween. Uh, let me read the description here. The museum will contain countless of real-world stories and depictions of ghost encounters, demonic possessions, black magic, and witchcraft, along with popular and horrifying folklore tales, creepypastas, and urban legends. And don't forget the horror-related memes to balance out all the dark energy. Are you a horror fan? Is this Does this come oh, from Oh, hell yeah. That's 100%. That's, I watch ghost videos every night, like, and I watch it at night by myself. Like, this is the type of stuff that I like. I go to every horror movie, even if they have, like, a low Rotten Tomato score. Like, as long as it looks creepy to me and, like, you know, it's a good plot, a good story, good jump scares. Like, I love that stuff. So, I don't know why I've been fascinated, especially because uh, what I'm noticing, is, especially with this, is that, um, I don't know, it, it might run in, like, Hispanic blood, but a lot of Hispanics, their moms or their parents are usually very, like, uh, against the supernatural and, like, don't want you to watch scary movies, which my mom was like that. So for me, I would always try to sneak, you know, and put a DVD while she's not watching of a scary movie and stuff like that. So and it was always that that was my fascination. So definitely this is one of those museums where I'm putting a lot more of my passion into it. Yeah. You know, because that's something that I, I love. Well, before we talk about the specifics of the exhibit, I do want to say if you're a horror movie fan, have you seen uh, Host, the new movie on Shudder? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't. I, I know about Shudder. And it, now recently with all of this stuff, like I barely have time to do anything. Totally. But good. I'm picking up on all the new stuff that's coming up and, and any new stuff that you know that I need to watch. You got to send it over because right. I'm missing out right now. Dude, Shudder, do the do the free trial if you don't want to fully commit. Host is a movie that was made during the pandemic and it takes place entirely in a Zoom conversation just like this. And I wow. swear, Renee, it is one of the few movies in recent memory that was legitimately scary to me. Because I, I go see all the movies too. Uh, Rotten, yeah. Rotten Tomato scores oh, yeah. be damned. Uh, there are some jump scare moments that'll make you audibly react. 
Just saying. Wow. Oh, when, okay. when life comes nice. down for you, whenever that is, uh, that's worth checking out, especially after being on the Zoom conversation. You can apply to, <laughs> apply this. That's awesome. That. All right. That's so awesome. let's talk about curating an exhibit like this. I mean, it's a big, yep. big thing to wrap your arms around when you're talking about folklore yep. and all these stories. How do you even yep. curate this down to a, a manageable level? So what I'm doing right now is I'm actually breaking down like the uh, like the content that we're going to have in there is going to be kind of managed by me. Plus, I have uh, some researchers. I'm paying some researchers to kind of like help me break down and document like like uh, all the walls that we're going to have, all the exhibits, all the little things. So um, I'm not going to say too much detail of what's like you're actually going to see because I kind of wanted that. Like I'm going to be giving out teasers here and there. Mm-hmm. But then I mainly want people to experience it like like that, like just all of a sudden as soon as they're there and they've never seen anything like this before, because this is something that, again, it's, it's something that not pe- people are not doing right now because they're only doing like haunted houses type of stuff. And this is super different. So, um, so that's kind of how I'm managing it is I have people doing that for me, but like how, and also taking the way off of the me museum, that was all like self-funded now for this one, because we've been getting so much like, um, like exposure from all this stuff that we've been doing for with the me museum. I've been connecting with people here and there, and I connected with someone that's actually going to help us get a sponsorships for the, uh, the museum of terror, which we're doing right now. And, um, and that one's going to be like 10 times, like the amount of like, um, effort and and monetary value that we're going to put into it. So this one for sure, is going to be like a a project that's going to kind of like make it to another level. You know, it's not going to be like a haunted, haunted house attraction. It's going to be like way worse. It's going to be worse than that. Um, because haunted houses so, yeah, I mean, scare, yeah, like, scare you in the moment. They're, it's those jump scares in the moment. This is the kind of stuff you're going to read about and experience and take home with you. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that the way I'm going to do it, um, the way it's going to be curated when you're there, the experience is pretty much it's kind of like a tour um, in like groups, but you're still going to have, you know, again, because it's limited, you're going to have space to move around and stuff like that and keep your social distance. But it's going to be curated in the group. There's going to be times where all, um, someone's going to focus your attention on the screen. You're going to watch like a two minute clip of this, that happened of that, you know? And so you're going to just start getting creepy, like the hippie jeebies just by looking at certain clips and certain real life, like ghost encounters, real life demonic possession tapes, stuff like that. And while we break down the history of what happened, like what's going on and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah. And then some stuff you have to read by yourself. We're going to give you some time to walk around and see all the other like creepy pastas, horror memes and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of the stuff is going to be kind of guided. And so we're going to have, you know, a couple little surprises here and there while you're being guided. So it is going to be like a, a full one hour tour type of stuff. Is this adults only? Is this all ages? How- it kind of, so I, the way that I'm making it again is like, it's, it's not like adults only, but I, I put the disclaimer that there's going to be a lot of explicit and graphic content in here that is not suitable uh, for a lot of people, like even adults, because, uh, a lot of people that don't even like seeing this type of stuff and um, for sure and i was saying like if you're gonna if it's, it's only for uh minors 13 and up if they have parental guidance of course because yeah this is definitely something you don't want to take your kids to so again this starts on october 15th you're at 2511 west north it's the museum of terror if people want to go ahead and just get hooked up do they go to Eventbrite? Well, how do they get tickets for this and make reservations yeah so right now the way yeah all the main way we're getting tickets right now is Eventbrite. So there is a page. We have a Facebook as well, Six Dimension Space and Gallery. Um, and, you know, the, the, the post shows like where the Eventbrite link is. Uh, but the shortened version of it is terrormuseum.eventbrite.com. Like that's the best way of like going to the link and buying tickets. 
in, in a year full of bad news and disappointments, this seems like a bright spot. I'm glad you're doing this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very. Um, this is, uh, I mean, I'm in the car cause, um, I have my business partners having dinner over there, but I, I really wanted to jump on this. So I was like, Hey, I'm just going to car for a couple minutes and do this interview. You know, I'll, I'll let you do your thing. I will, we'll, we'll, we'll see you at six oh, dimension yeah. space and gallery. And then are, are you one, gonna... last, one last thing I wanted to add though, just, just to kind of like tell you of how different this is going to be is because I believe in the supernatural and like, uh, and all this stuff that I'm going to put in there. Uh, I know some stuff might be fake, like creepy tosses and stuff, but um, there's a lot of stuff in here. Like I'm trying to, again, go to 10 X level, but at the same time, without being like uh, too off the chart, um, I'm actually going to have a father bless the place every week or so, because there's going to be a lot of dark energy in there. And there's going to be a lot of like real, like demonic rituals, like signs and all this other stuff that I want people to kind of like know about. But, you know, it's just, again, it's a museum, it's history. This stuff is happening around us. And this is what the experience is about. But again, I don't want that dark energy just lingering there. So I'm, I'm definitely going to have like sage crosses and bless the place every week or so, because this is going to be a different type of experience. So you'll have hand sanitizer to cleanse from the uh, pandemic concerns. Then you'll have Bless, yeah, yeah. Yeah, soul, soul cleansing as well. All right. So we'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get our tickets on Eventbrite. I'm going to uh, stop the video right now. And thank you for doing this.